It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, alongside Joey Medores. We got you up until 7 o'clock today on the Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting, 23rd day of July. 84 degrees and mostly cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. We also got David Saltzman on the phone line as it is a Thursday, and it is MLB opening day. It's been long awaited. It's been... Really a long time, but Joey, finally it is here. It is time. We got the Yankees. We've got uh, the Nationals. We've got the Dodgers and Giants before every uh, the rest of the MLB teams open up tomorrow on Friday. But it's just exciting to have live baseball back and ready to go. Yeah, I think it's very smart on the part of the MLB to put two of their teams that uh, are going to potentially, I think, compete for a World Series. Or maybe even three if you count the Nationals, who are coming off a World Series appearance and win last season. But yeah, a couple... Really good games, Yankees, Nationals, and Giants and Dodgers get some pretty good NL West action on the first night of baseball, and we get to see uh, Mookie Betts' first game since signing that huge contract extension he did just a couple days ago. So uh, I'm glad they uh, didn't throw us a couple cupcakes to open up the season. They uh, they started with uh, some marquee games. Yeah, it's some pretty good games, and of course we got David Saltzman on the line. And Saltzman, it's good to talk to you. I know that you've been dealing with a couple things at home, uh, you know, having to stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, but it's good to hear from you today as well. It's great hearing both of you, gentlemen. Uh, explain this to me. So, opening night is tonight, and where are they playing right now? Uh, it's going to be at the uh, ballparks. I think it's. I, I don't know. I think it's New York Yankees hosting the national. No, the way around. It's another. Yeah. It's the uh, the Yankees visiting the Nationals, so they'll open it up in D.C. tonight. And then, do you know the location? Is it San Francisco? They're playing in L.A. L.A. Yeah. So we got the L.A. Dodgers hosting the Giants tonight. Uh, but it's at the ballparks. I mean, it's more to say than the uh, Toronto Blue Jays right now, who are still looking for a home ballpark. I heard a rumor that they're going to play at Athens. They're going to take over the Copperhead <laughs> Stadium. That, that would be something, huh? I mean, just have professional baseball here in Athens at Bob Brand. It's got a nice turf fields. Uh, they did a nice job upgrading that and getting re- uh, that ready to go for the the uh, college team, but unfortunately, not the Copperheads and not the uh, Ohio uh, uh, Bobcats. Uh, both of them could not use it uh, today or this season. And what's the attendance like? I'm a little confused. I really am. Uh, are people allowed to go into the ballparks or no? Well, as it stands right now. And depending on what network you watch things on, because today I just saw that Fox Sports will be digitally imposing fans over the ballpark. I, I read that, that they were going to do that for football, but now they're doing that for baseball. Uh, so if okay. it's an empty stadium, I think Fox Sports is going to have you know the virtual. It's, it'll look like a video game all around. But fans will not be allowed at the stadiums at this point. Uh, depending on what baseball team you're following, depending on what stadium that you're in, it will either be... Uh, you know, cardboard cutouts, or you'll see the virtually imposed, or maybe uh, they just extend the dugout and put, you know, the, the rest of the 60-player pool in the stands. Um, but still, it is a, uh, it's definitely going to be a weird look in the ballparks and going to have to get some time to take and used to uh, without any fans in the stadiums. Still a great thing for fans that they can go root for their teams during this time and start watching baseball, am I correct? Yeah. 
I think it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, just how much communication you can hear from the players. Now, I don't know how many. I mean, obviously, they usually have mics down on the field, but usually it's overtaken by the crowd in a baseball game. So it'll be interesting to see if you can, you know, listen to some of the calls being made out and things like that. I mean, of course, they probably don't want to have the mics too hot because uh, I'm sure they're not, the players aren't very censored uh, down on the field during a baseball <laughs> game. Yeah. But still, it'll be exciting. We've got live baseball returning tomorrow right here on 970 WATH. It'll be the Reds' home opener as they host the Detroit Tigers on the mound. Sonny Gray versus Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. And then, of course, pregame festivities tomorrow right here on 970 WATH will start at 540. Uh, so we'll cut into Classic Caravan a little bit tomorrow. But uh, we'll talk. We'll break down baseball a little bit later on in the program. Uh, right now with Saltzman, the thing is... Uh, that that's happening right now in football uh, is the the Washington football team. They're no longer the Redskins. They've retired that mascot name, and you won't hear a lot of people even talking about uh, you know the, their former mascot. But now they have rebranded their whole team to just be until they pick another mascot, the Washington football team. Instead of the logo on the helmets, they're going to have just a, a gold number, uh, whatever number the player is uh, on the side of their helmet. So it's just. Uh, transition. They're trying to be more socially aware, uh, but they have rebranded their team to the Washington football team, at least for this upcoming year. Yes, that's pretty amazing. What have you heard about, because I was a little confused, uh, about preseason? The last thing I read that there is no preseason, but that might not be accurate. No, no, that's actually correct. Uh, they announced, I believe it was yesterday, the day before, that they're actually just going to... Uh, do away with the preseason altogether this year, I guess, to, you know, try to limit travel and, uh, you know, try to keep guys in a certain bubble up until the season starts to limit the risk. And because, uh, you know, they want to have a full uh, regular season. All 16 games is the goal for them this year. So I think they just decide to eliminate preseason, just go full on training camp to try to keep players uh, in one place up until they have to start traveling when the actual regular season games come around. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, again, something that just, you know, recent developments and recent, you know, every single day something is changing. You know, with new guidelines, with, with the ongoing pandemic, with updated medical information, uh, and when they have up-to-date stuff, of course, they're going to, to change things. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't have to wear masks. But now with the mask mandate, uh, not only here in Athens County, but now the statewide mandate by uh, Governor DeWine, you know, things are changing, and just like that, uh, you know, the preseason has been eliminated for the NFL. Uh, so now you really won't get to see. There's no preview to what what you'll see on the field. Uh, but you got to hope that they're up and ready to go with the virtual workouts, the in-person workouts, whatever uh, safety precautions they took for that. Uh, but they'll have to be ready to go from game number one and start that 16-game season. And for those listening, please call us in. To our show, I'm sure Connor and Joey can answer anything you want to come up with or discuss anything because this is certainly different times and it's okay to share your opinions uh, on the show, and my my professional opinion. And we uh, we got you on the line right now, so as soon as uh, we got to have, uh, I think, somebody else call it, or we can try, we don't have anybody on the 105 side, but we can call in uh, and I think still keep you on board. Uh, people call into 740-592-1055. Again, that's 740-592-1055. We got Saltzman on the 6646 number, but if the 105 line lights up, we can try it. We can see if that works as well. 
Yeah, and, uh, focusing in on this this no uh, preseason. I've seen a lot of things on social media. People thinking that this uh, could potentially bring down the quality of play. I I don't think it will have that profound of an impact not playing this the four preseason games. I mean, to be honest, starters play very limited action in those four games. Regardless, uh, the college football, you know. They don't, they don't have a preseason. They come in and play their first game when their first game happens. Of course, they have spring football where they scrimmage each other. That's a long gap in between that and the season. And, of course, those teams, the top teams, come out and they look just fine when they play week one. Of course, usually college teams sometimes try to schedule you know, weaker opponents for their first couple games and maybe try to get the kinks out and things like that. But uh, you can't really have that luxury in the NFL. They're all professionals of the best of what they do at each position. But I don't think it's going to affect the quality of play as much as people may think if anything it's extra time for the guys to get reps down in practice and that's uh i think that's more important than playing you know games that don't really matter instead i would think it affects those fighting for a roster spot to prove uh that well i think we uh we cut salts i, I tried to do it i don't know if i just cut them off but uh, i believe we got a caller on for uh the sportsman right on the 105 line calling on the air right here on the sportsman or maybe not. Uh, but, all right, so we, we tried. We, we cut Saltzman off. Sorry, Saltzman. <laughs> uh, but we, we gave it a shot. Um, but, yeah, it is a you know, going to be a weird, different season for everybody to uh, try to you know, get ready, get uh, up and ready to go. But when you're a professional athlete, I guess that's a big expectation. Yeah, no, I think Dave was starting to make a pretty good point. Obviously, you don't want to speak for him, but it sounded like he was going along the lines of, uh, as I think he's calling you back in on the line there. Yeah, that's it. I think we got Saltzman back with us. Sorry, Saltzman. I, I uh, you know had the 105 line light up, but then we couldn't get you and 105 on. I could take a hint. It's okay, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we're all athletes. We have to just go through things, and we survive. Right. But uh, I was just saying, I wanted you to explain your point because I think you had a really good one about uh, players battling for pre- for uh, you know those extra practice team spots and a spot on the 53 man roster. Did I lose you again, Joe? No, I, th- I think you got us. You got us, right? You can still hear us. Yes, but, I can. But, yeah, I mean, before we cut you off, you're making a good point uh, about that 53-man roster. I wonder how long they'll have the extension until they uh, have it be a 53-man roster. I'm not really sure. I haven't done my homework on that. I think it could be interesting. Yeah. The one thing, and I'll probably let Joey explain this a little bit more, but the one thing about the whole pandemic and then uh, having a contact sport, a high-contact sport like football is, uh, the after-game shaking of the hands, the after-game swapping of the jerseys aren't really going to happen. But if you're in contact with everybody for the entirety of the, what, uh, two-hour time period that football has around that time, uh, it, it kind of is a mute point because if you're already touching it and you know physically trying to to push the other guy over what what difference does a jersey swap make yeah no i totally agree we've we, we've discussed this a couple times on here i just i understand what the nfl is trying to do it you're trying to limit the amount of time that these guys spend together but I mean, no one's supposed to be on the field without passing without being negative for the coronavirus to begin with so if no one in the stadium has the virus no one should be getting it to begin with. But if they, someone does and something slips through the cracks, it's not going to matter if you shake hands after the game or not, if you all were breathing all over each other the whole game. 
I find that sports has a lot of precedence, and the bubble situation in Orlando seems to be working very well. Uh, the testing came up, zero uh, players tested positive once they got to uh, the training facilities. So perhaps they get, I'm sure, they're in dialogue with, all the leagues are in dialogue with one another how to really limit the possibility of the corona spreading or the, someone even contacting the disease. Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. And also, I mean, that's a great point. But, you know, I, I feel like the NFL is going to be watching the MLB a lot because obviously the NBA, it, it's great that uh, that did happen, that no one did test, test positive. But they are, you know, in a bubble. They're, they're keeping them all in Orlando. They're not allowed to leave, whereas yeah. these other leagues are still planning on traveling. They're not staying in one city. So I think the NFL is going to be watching a lot on what happens with baseball uh, in terms of, you know, the positive cases that start to come up when they start play. Yes. And, you know, while, while we still got you, and uh, you know, talking a little bit about the NFL as we get ready, but it is, you know, opening day for baseball. We'll shift uh, talks over to baseball momentarily. But before we do, you know, the one thing that this whole coronavirus pandemic has really impacted here, you know, in Athens County is, you know, local high school sports, right? Because we did have the Athens attack going. We had, uh, and I, I know the Athens high school had a, a softball team going. Uh, some other leagues were we're still forming and still trying to get some kind of a normal season together. Uh, but the one thing now that the American Academy of Pediatrics has announced are new recommendations for youth sports during the pandemic to minimize the risks of the pandemic. Uh, they include masks for young athletes in non-vigorous athletics and activities uh, when social distancing is not possible, practicing in small pods that don't switch players and not sharing equipment. Because the virus spreads most easily with prolonged close contact with an infected person, risks to young athletes will likely depend on the type of sport, number of players, and indoor versus outdoor setting. Uh, the academy said adding the risk can be decreased but not eliminated by athletes, parents, coaches, and officials following safety protocols. Uh, so I, I haven't read what those new uh, guidelines are, but it sounds like you know contact sports are going to have a difficult way to pave their path forward and trying to you know figure out a way to to keep healthy, keep safe, and uh, you know, keep distance when it's a close contact sport. Wow. Like everyone else, I wonder how that'll work out. Uh, did Athens City Schools meet this, was it today or yesterday? Had they made a decision? I think or it's going to be later on today. You know, today or tomorrow. Today. Yeah. What do you, what do you gentlemen think? Uh, you know, I think when it comes to, uh, I think high school is a very similar take that I have to college sports, whereas I don't know how it's really going to be possible for college sports to make a return because much like, you know, you can play it off with professional athletes is that they go, and of course the NBA, they've done a bubble. They have to stay in one spot. But professional athletes, can they can go to practice and then they can be mandated that you have to go home with the people you've been isolating with. Uh, this whole time that way you won't come in contact with other people who may have the virus and you get it and bring it back to the facility when you're an, when you're a student athlete there's no way for you to avoid other people if you're in a school building with kids all day or when it, or on a college campus in a dorm with kids that you live with all day there's just no real way to avoid contact with other people in sports that aren't the professional level so i just i think it's gonna be really tough to uh especially because it's it's looking like public schools may be heading towards a, a online uh, semester coming up here as well, and I don't think you're going to be able to justify having k 
kids not be able to go into the school building to have class, but they, they're allowed to play sports. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's going to be, it's different when you're talking about a college student athlete and a professional athlete and then a high school athlete, right? Because there's some sort of control that the coaches have over, you know, the student athletes in college because, you know, you recruited them, you're giving them a scholarship, you can still kind of say, you know, and mandate what time of day you do things, right? I mean, you have your double-day workouts, you have everything else that you have to do. You know, it's mandated by the team. You know, you, you have some kind of say over what that person's schedule looks like from day to day. Uh, you have, at professional level, you know, it's your job. You know, you show up. Uh, if the team tells you to do something, you don't do it. I mean, they're going to find a replacement for you, especially during the pandemic times, because that's a risk that they don't want to have to take uh, if you're outside the bubble or if you are... You know, socializing with people that are strangers at, at a bar somewhere. I mean, that's something that, you know, the team can say, listen, we don't want you doing that. Uh, but when it comes to the high school level, I mean, you have, you know, parents, teachers, board of education. Like, there's so many people that also, you know, have a say in what happens, uh, you know, whether it's school, being inside school, or being uh, remote learning. Whether it's your coach, whether it's, you know, you have different coaches for different sports. Uh, so I think there's a lot more variables that are moving around at the high school level that you just don't have at that collegiate or professional level that makes it all you know, a little bit more difficult uh, to try to come back and, and put forth a plan. One thing I found interesting, because we're sharing right now some facts and opinions, but one fact I found out, and I saw this through Twitter looking at uh, some associates, they had a bunch of AAU basketball tournaments recently, uh, boys and girls. So I'm saying males and females. And uh, a big venue was in Indianapolis, which is always a haven for AAU basketball at the time. I'm sure no college coaches showed up. In fact, I'm positive of it. And yet, watching some of the, the games going on, there was... People were very close to each other. I mean, it's, it's basketball. So they're playing AAU basketball, and it just makes me wonder uh, what is going to happen, right? I mean, because there was AAU basketball this past weekend with, with many teams showing up. Right, and I'm sure from various different areas of the country, right? Yep. I mean, that's the big thing that people have been saying, hey, don't do. I mean, when you shut down like the state of New York or when, uh, you know, New Jersey shut down and not allowing anybody to travel, uh, you know, they they meant it. You know, I think there was a thousand dollar fine or something if you were traveling uh, to New York and didn't report where you were and didn't quarantine. Uh, you know, so different parts of the, the, the states are trying to, you know, control the spread. And, you know, if you have people from different areas of the country all coming together at one, one location, it makes it very hard uh, you know, to try to contact, trace, and control and figure out, you know, everything that's going on. Especially it being an indoor location. Most summer sports you play are outside, like baseball, softball, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, people can spread out and you're outside and they say the virus is less likely to spread once, when you're outside. But when you have all those people in one building, and I've, I've seen those AAU tournaments, they get packed. I mean, I'm sure they had maybe had some kind of restriction, but you're bringing these teams all over, and they're all in the gyms at the same time. You know, it's and they're all in confined in that one building. I mean, if a couple people have it, it could very easily spread to, you know, a good percentage of anybody who showed up in the gym. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot to figure out. Um, 
I, I, I try to stay optimistic about it as much as I can. I mean, we're, we're starting to get the pro sports, the bigger ones uh, here in America, starting are looking to get up and going. Of course, there's baseball tonight. Basketball is coming up in the coming weeks as well as hockey. I mean, we're, we're trying. Uh, we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see how it is. But yep. you know, it, it, it's tough to think about uh, these these high school kids, especially when some of them could not even be in their school buildings this uh, this upcoming fall and winter season. Yes, we went, we went to high school, and I agree. I'm just wondering, I guess what I'm looking at is step-by-step alternatives all the way down the line. That It appears that with high school sports in our area, we, I don't know, but people will have to be, uh, what's the word, flexible, and to see where it ends up, because it may not be fall. Maybe it'll be spring. We've talked this to death already. But uh, hard to say what will occur. I know that the OHSAA had a proposal in front of them, and they tabled it, and they said they were not going to consider moving football to the spring sports. They were, they were not going to budge on football. Uh, and as of right now, August 1st, you know, which is not too far away from now, I mean, it's about next week, uh, next August week. 1st, fall sports are going to be going. Uh, and that means, you know, practices. That means, you know, everything that comes within a normal year uh, that that is all going to be happening, you know, come August first. So it's going to be up in, to each individual high school whether or not that they are going to be ready to practice for fall sports or not, including football, volleyball, uh, you know, soccer, every every other sport that happens in the fall. Uh, you know, it's up to each individual school to figure out if they're going to be able to do that or not. Yeah, and I mean, selfishly, I really want. <laughs> football season to happen around yeah. here high school wise i mean you know the the, the ohio and hawking i think uh, it may be one of the most balanced times between i mean the past few years trimble was a powerhouse not that long ago ny was dominant athens had a bit of a run for a few years this year there's I, in either of the conferences of course in the hawking you still have your three at waterford eastern trimble it's probably gonna be one of those three who win it but in the ohio uh, you know it's it's wide open right now. There's a lot of question marks with uh, some of these teams, and you know, I thought it was going to be a real competitive season coming up, and uh, it would be a shame if, if if it all got squandered. And you know, it's just yeah. going to be a, a, a different type of year, you know. And hopefully, we are able to have that kind of year where we have football, and maybe you know, maybe fans are reduced to just parents. You know, maybe not even siblings, but just parents in the stands, or maybe uh, you know, no no fans in the stands, and you just have media covering it, and then you got to wait until the next day. Maybe we go all the way back uh, to those times. Who knows? Really is. It's just everyone's gonna. They're just gonna have to discover this, and it's gonna be a long process uh, to see what approval takes place and. If you know anything about high school sports in the area, and I know both you gentlemen played, I did a long time ago, but my sons did, of course. Uh, you just don't know what people are going to say and what their opinions will be and how this is going to work out. So when we talk about this, uh, and Connor, you're from New Jersey, didn't Rutgers make a decision only 500 students could go to their football games? Yep, no fans. Just I, I think it's 500 people. Period. I, I think that includes you know the football players out on the field, the personnel putting everything together. So I think that it is just you know 500 people within that facility, uh, which means that I don't even think fans are going to be allowed in there. 
Yeah. Now, where are the Yankees and Mets playing this season? I thought, I thought their facility is not available. I thought they cannot play there. Am I correct or wrong? I mean, City Field and Yankee Stadium are open and ready for business. Uh, I know the spring training fields down oh, they in Florida. Are. Yeah, I mean, you might be thinking about the spring training fields where, you know, COVID-19 cases were up and high down in Florida. Uh, Major League Baseball made a decision, and local governors uh, with baseball teams made the decision to allow the teams to practice and get ready at their home stadiums. So you have the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. you got the Mets at City Fields. Uh, Yankees, of course, will be playing over in D.C. tonight. It'll be the Yankees versus the Nationals. That'll be the first game that comes back for Major League Baseball as its opening day today. And then the late game later on tonight will be uh, the Dodgers and the Giants. All those games are televised, I'd imagine. Is, is it going to yeah, be on TV? I, I believe they're both on ESPN tonight. Nice. I believe that's the nice. case. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about baseball when we return. Saltzman, you going to stay with us or you take a, a break? And we'll see you next Thursday. No, I, if it's okay with you, I'll stay on, both you gentlemen. It's just fun to be on. Hey, of course, great having you. Uh, and, of course, uh, great to have everybody listening out there today. we got a short break coming your way. And then let's break down MLB opening season coming up as you're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Join us each week for AutoSmarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to AutoSmarts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Tom Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's AutoSmarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day, 800-513-0840, Call right now, 800-513-0840.
live and local. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And it's the Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH. Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medor and David Saltzman as we take you up until 7 o'clock today. It's the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. 82 degrees and still mostly cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. But it is baseball's opening day. And the thing that, you know, really, I'm kind of confused about this because they had it until opening day today a couple hours ago. uh, But the MLB and players agreed to expand the playoffs from 10 to 16 teams. A person familiar with the deal tells the Associated Press at Major League Baseball and the Players Union agreed to expand the playoffs again from 10 to 16 uh, for the pandemic-delayed season. The decision makes it likely that teams with losing records will reach the postseason. 16 of the 30 teams will advance to a best-of-three first round. MLB agreed to guarantee postseason pool. That would be $50 million if the entire postseason is played. The pool usually comprises ticket money, but baseball anticipates playing the entire year in empty ballparks, again, due to the coronavirus pandemic. The one thing that I also saw was that the first three teams in the AL and the NL would get to have some kind of selection show and select what team they would want to play, which is completely uh, ludicrous to me because I, I don't know. You can't, in what what sport do you get to pick who you play for a postseason type event? You know, that does not make any sense. I don't I don't know if I agree with that or not. Connor, I know you're an, uh, you're an old man at heart and you're scared <laughs> to change. Uh, I, I That doesn't bother me particularly i mean we're, we're playing in a weird season so you know yeah. some weird things are going to happen uh, i think that the expansion uh has a lot to do with money because uh, obviously they're going to lose a lot of revenue from not having fans in the stands this season so i think they want to have more teams be able to play on tv national tv more uh with the postseason expansion that's what they're going for here i mean it's going to be similar to an nba type situation where you have more than half the league that is uh that is a playoff team now so, yeah, I think money is the, the driving factor to this. It is, that is a little uh, unconventional, though, for sure. Them getting to, Is that confirmed, or do you just see that? No, that's, no that, that's uh, as of a couple hours ago today, but uh, the, the story coming off the AP, uh, but MLB and the players agreeing to expand the playoffs to 16 teams. I'm all right with the expansion. It's a weird season. You know, they're only playing 60 games here. This gives another opportunity for people to get into the postseason uh, because, again, I mean, you're going to have – like we've been talking about with the Reds in the NL Central, you have four teams that might be separated by just one win. Uh, so I I like that it gives more teams an opportunity, especially in this shortened season. But I just I can't get my head around you know selecting who you play in the postseason. That does not make sense to me. Yeah, you're just scared the Mets are going to get picked by the Dodgers, and then they'll get Listen, knocked out very early on, and then back, your season will be over. Back but, in 2015, the Mets dealt with the Dodgers. I mean, I, I'm fine with... five years ago. That is five years ago, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still all right with... It's a with, sophomore in high school. I, yeah, I mean, I this, I bought a shirt, the, the Mets shirt, when they won the pennant that year, because I'm like, hey, the Mets were actually good this year. I'll come out and support the team. Uh, and, you know, a lot of Reds fans, I think, felt the same way uh, about this season because they were picked to win the NL Central. There was a lot of hype with them trying to... You know, again, push their way into the postseason, uh, but I I just don't like that you get to select who you play. You know that that's I I'm fine with whoever the Mets play. I'm fine with whoever the Reds play if they make it that far. I'm fine with whoever plays whoever, but I just think it should be based off of you know, first seed plays the last seed, second seed plays the second to last seed. I like that format when you you uh, bracket it out like that. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it's interesting for sure because, you know, obviously baseball has less divisions. Only the three division winners get a guaranteed uh, spot, and then they have the wild card spots. But obviously if only the top three teams get to pick who they play, that leaves two teams left. So I guess maybe those would be considered the wild card teams. I'd be interested to see how that, uh, how that shapes out bracket-wise, or if they'll just instead just take the top eight or whatever and just line them up like, like NBA style, the top eight uh, seeds or whatever, and then, yeah, that'll be interesting to see, for yeah. sure. I had the biggest smile on my face, gentlemen. <laughs> my first game, being a New York City kid, the first baseball game I ever went to was the Polo Grounds to see the Mets versus the Houston Colt 45s. And that was the year the Mets lost 120 games, <laughs> 1962. Yeah, that was the In 1969, season. the Miracle Mets beat the Baltimore Orioles four games to one to win the World Series. I'm positive I was in high school at the time, and we skipped school to go to opening game. I believe it was opening game or close to it. Maybe not opening game, but the Giants came into town, the San Francisco Giants, and they played the Mets. And uh, we all thought, wow, the Mets are really improving. This could be great. So who knows what's going to happen from here on in. I bet every agent and the Players Union Association and the owners were on, oh, probably up for 22 straight hours ironing all this out or thinking about as much uh, alternatives as possible. And like Joey said, fiscal alternatives so they can make money. I'm all right with them making money during this shortened season. I'm all right with expanding the postseason during this weird season. But it's again, I keep on harping on this fact, though. Like he's a, he is you are you are irate right now. I I just why do you get to pick who you play? I mean, no other sport does that. I mean, maybe boxing, you get to pick who you get to fight. Nah, but even still, that's even really. there's still kind of structure going up until that title bout, right? Like it it just that whole. What are we supposed to do? Watch your selection committee? Now, there's going to be a lot of people who watch the selection show. I get that. Uh, but still, I it, it just baffles me. I mean, it, it's a weird season. So if it's just for this year, I'm fine with it. But I don't want to watch, you know, the Dodgers or the Astros or whoever coming up in 2021, 2022, select who they get to play in the postseason. You know, if, it, if we're post the pandemic and there's not a new pandemic coming next year, I just do not want to see, you know, the Dodgers selecting who they get to, to play. That, that's not, I don't know, that, that's, how fair is that to the team that... Oh, know, boy. I don't know. Listen, You're just mad because a good team's going to have to put, I mean... But how? I, I, like, let's you know, say the Yankees had the Twins number last year, right? I mean, every single time. Yeah, I, the I Yankees think, are better than the Twins. Right, but I mean, they get to pick that they play the Twins now. You know, I, uh, again. I mean, I, as it is weird and different, I do. It does add a a uh, a big strategic part to you know the playoffs. You would need to sit down and analyze these teams and saying, which one are we gonna have the best shot at uh, at beating? It does add a, a lot of strategy into. Uh, into the postseason, that it that it's very interesting um, and unconventional, and I'm sure it will be a one-year thing anyway. They're not going to have 16 yeah. teams in the playoffs for the rest of. I don't think. Now don't maybe they do big numbers uh, on TV and they keep it this way. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But. Listen, more teams, more numbers, but I, you're just watering down the postseason at this point, you know. But again, it's a weird season. I'm fine with expanding it this year. That's not the issue. It's just you know keep it this year. 
I think next year was expanded postseason. Fine. I mean, whatever the new collective bargaining agreement is, we'll have to read into it when they get into that. But uh, it's just, we got baseball back. It's coming back tonight. I should be happy. But they just threw this wrench in at the last moment. They gave us the curveball. And uh, it's just, why? I mean, we were already fine. We're already coming back. Now we're just going to throw a random extended postseason? All right. Whatever. Sure. The only funny thing with all this, if I was a comedian, what if any of the games are are rained out the next two days? That's really going to mess people's heads up. (laughs) Yeah, really. really. I think there's supposed to be some rain over in D.C. tonight, too. So uh, there might be an opportunity or a possibility that the Yankees and Nationals have to go on opening day tomorrow. I mean, you're going to have to think about it. If there is a rain out, I mean, you got to find there's not a lot of time to fit games in. Uh, this year where you have off days for both teams and you're only playing a very limited number of teams. So, uh, yeah, that, would, that, that could throw a wrench in the whole thing for sure. How much uh, the fellow that you mentioned, because I don't follow baseball as much, I saw something on ESPN, the player for the Dodgers, how much was his extension? Did I read $240 million? Is that correct or something crazy or no? I thought it was around the ballpark of three hundred something million over twelve years. I think, if that. Okay, I just I just wondered. Yeah. It is a thirteen-year, three hundred eighty million dollar extension, which wow. uh, is interesting to hear about because I, I've heard from other. I think I heard Kevin Euclid say this that the Red Sox threw him very similar money, maybe a little bit less, uh, a couple years ago when they tried to get a, an extension done with him, and he didn't take it at that time. So I don't know if it had something to do with. Maybe he's in a bigger market in L.A., so he felt like he could take a little bit uh, little bit uh, less money than he maybe once wanted. I, I don't exactly know. But, uh, yeah, I heard that the Red Sox gave him a very similar lucrative offer like that, and he did not take it. And, of course, he ends up getting traded this past offseason. Yeah, but he makes a lot of money, uh, you know, regardless, and especially during this pandemic season. Uh, you know, people were wondering what the free agent market would look like. Well, it seems that baseball has... You know, found the money to pay their players and pay them uh, what they might deserve for what, you know, bets superstar. we got to take a short break right here on The Sports Fan. We'll be right back as you're listening to 970 97.1 FM WATH. Introducing the new Budweiser Nitro Gold. A lager brewed with nitro for a silky smooth finish. As smooth as my voice. So smooth, you'll enjoy hearing me read the legal disclaimer. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Lager. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. All rights reserved. Kind of like new Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. Available now. Mm, that's right. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk about a wild week in NASCAR, and we'll take a walk down memory lane talking about Fords and Pontiacs. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. So it turns out many people don't know that c Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the CNE staff, not a third party out of Columbus. CNE will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you are in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think CNE Hardware first. 
concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And we're back for the Sports Fan right here on 970 at 97.1 FM WATH. 646 in the clock, 23rd day of July, 82 degrees and getting a little bit darker outside. Clouds rolling in over here in southeast Ohio. Mills the mic along with Joey Medor and... Of course, the great David Saltzman on with us, as it is every Thursday. It's good to have him on. I know you've been dealing with a lot of stuff at home, but you know, again, glad to hear you're, you're back, you're healthy, uh, and you're uh, you're getting better by the day by day. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and we, we were looking at, at the short break, uh, and Buster Olney of ESPN uh, you know, tweeted this out at 11.54 in the morning. Uh, part of the 16-team expanded playoff proposal, the number one, two, three seeds in each league, the division winners would pick their opponents, among with the other five teams with the selection show. Uh, that was the last information that I saw. But, Joey, you see something a little bit more recent than that? I mean, no, it's just saying how the teams are going to get picked. Only tweeted out that the 16 teams that obviously all division winners have a guaranteed spot, then all second-place teams also have a guaranteed spot, and they'll be ranked by the record they finish in, respectively, in comparison to the other the other uh, teams that come in second. And then, of course, seventh and eighth will just be the best records left of every other team. Those two, quote-unquote, wild-card positions, right? Yeah. Yeah, so first and second, and then the wild-card spots. And then again by Buster Oldney, you know, one, two, three in each league. Uh, division winners pick their opponents among with the five other teams. The one thing that we can't pick right now is a location for the Toronto Blue Jays, as the Blue Jays now might have found a home in Baltimore. As Baltimore Orioles in the state of Maryland have had talks about the team sharing Oriole Park at Camden Yards with the displaced <coughs> Toronto Blue Jays among the coronavirus pandemic, the Blue Jays are looking for Major League Park after the Canadian government declined them to allow to play in Toronto, and the state of Pennsylvania nixed the deal to play in Pittsburgh because of frequent travel throughout the United States. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan announced, uh, acknowledged in an interview with the Associated Press that there have been talks about the state hosting the Blue Jays. Uh, but Blue Jays are still being bounced around. They thought they were going to be in Pennsylvania until the last second, and now they have to find a home before opening day, which is really tomorrow, uh, before their opening uh, game, too. I believe they're on the road tomorrow against Tampa. But Yeah, um, yeah they might be on the road the whole season. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're definitely not going to be at home. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. They might play at Baltimore. Can't blame them. It's the best ballpark in the country. So, uh, No bias there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've not met a single person that's gone to Camden Yards that has not told me how great it is. So, just... Well, I hear a battle going on between Baltimore and New Jersey <laughs> right now. Uh, my two guys on radio... That's what makes it fun, right? I mean, you could say you yes. know, maybe City Field's a little bit better. I mean, I haven't been to Camden Yards yet, so I... I You're missing out. I th- maybe short, I went hey, there. That's got to be a short trip for you. New I, Jersey's not too far from where I live, buddy. You could come on down sometime. I know. Listen, you, listen I'll take a game down in Camden Yards. We'll go up to New York. We'll also, uh, I was fortunate enough, I mean, we went to Great American Ballpark, and that's a nice place, too. They were doing some renovations when we were there. For that's a right. We were there day. last summer. You're right. Forgot yeah. about that. 
so the, the, a great American ballpark, of course, is a great ballpark too. They got a lot of a lot of good professional ballparks around here. I mean, Progressive Field up in Cleveland, never been. I heard that's a very nice ballpark as well. So. Yep. Yep. Um, but it might be the Blue Jay Road Warriors for this year, unless Baltimore comes around with the deal to, to strike with the Blue Jays. You know, I'd be shocked. I mean, uh, Baltimore being a major city, obviously the virus is a big concern there, and I've, I've seen Maryland has kind of pulled back on some of their uh, openings a little bit, like closing uh, indoor dining and things like that. So I'd be shocked if they uh, agreed to field another baseball team in the city. But, uh, I mean, you never know. You never know. And the one thing that, that uh, again, we don't know is um, where will the Blue Jays play? Will they have a complete season this year? Will there be a postseason? I mean, uh, you know, everything is up in the air, but it, of course, is a good good thing to see uh, that we're, we got baseball back again coming around tonight. And, of course, tomorrow we got, uh, I think it's a 6-10 start or something around in, in that ballpark with uh, the – uh, Cincinnati Reds hitting the airwaves right here on 970 WATH. we got Cincinnati Reds in opening day as the Reds will take on the Detroit Tigers. Uh, opening day starters, Sonny Gray for Cincinnati and for Detroit, Matthew Boyd. Uh, so it should be a good uh, good game to listen to. I heard Tommy Thrall with those exhibition games on Tuesday and yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, Thrall sounded good with the Cowboy. You know, of course, that was even a question. Uh, you know, what does Tommy Thrall sound like? I mean, we've heard him from time to time, but as the main play-by-play guy, I think he did a pretty good job uh, for some weird exhibition games over the past two days. Uh, but now it's our job, I think. I mean, as as we get ready for the shortened season, right, as it's 60 games, I think it's about time we try to figure out, you know, at least give some projections, right? Like, what team is actually going to do their thing uh, and do well this year? And, uh, you know, for me, you know, as I take a look at, where people are projected to be, where the standings are supposed to be. Uh, I won't go through all the way down NLAL East, uh, Central, but st- I'll, I'll get my number one. We're going for our division winners here in uh, yeah. in each in each of the leagues. So, I, I, What do you think, gentlemen? I think uh, I'll start with the NL, right? I think the NL East, the winner is going to be Atlanta. I think they got a talented rotation. they got a young core group of, of uh, kids over there. I think the Braves come away with the NL East. I think in the NL Central, the favorite before and the favorite I still think now is going to be the Cincinnati Reds. They got a good rotation, you know, top ten in the league. They got a couple good uh, young young players that they got going. Uh, I can like the Mustakas trade. Uh, Shogo Akiyama showed some power during the preseason. Uh, so I, I think the Reds are going to come away with the NL Central, although it is going to be determined by I think less than you know a game or two between uh, the Cubs, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Cardinals. I mean, I sit here and I take a look at the projections on other what websites did, uh, and I see you know the Cubs projected at a 32 and 28. I see the Reds projected at 32 and 28. The Brewers 31 and 29, and then the Cardinals 31 and 29. So either way, I think that NL Central will look uh, you know separated by a game or two. Uh, then I think in the NL West, I mean, the hands down favorite right now has to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. We heard Tony Wolf. Uh, earlier on in the sports fan, I think it was either Monday, yeah, it was Monday when we had Wolf on, and you know, it, again, the, I mean, the favorite, really to win everything, has to be the Dodgers this year, and I can't stray away from that. The Dodgers are a very talented team, uh, and I think the Diamondbacks or the Rockies would be number two uh, in the NL West, but the Dodgers, of course, are going to be running away with that uh, NL West division, hands down. 
Yeah, uh, we 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 agree mostly. Um, I agree with the Braves. I think the I think they were a year early even last year with you know this, but guys like Acuna and and, and Swanson and uh, Albies, they just have so much young talent. Have a great farm system. Uh, it's going to be a that's going to be another tough division. I mean, the Nats are coming off a World Series championship. The Mets have a good pitching rotation. Phillies have Bryce Harper and all that talent, and they have Joe Girardi as manager. But I do like the Braves to win that division. We do differ on the Central. Uh, I don't want to, you know, obviously we are a Reds-affiliated station, and I do believe the Reds are going to be more competitive this year than in recent years. But I think if you look at the Cubs roster, and even though Joe Madden's gone, they brought in David Ross, who was a part of the World Series team as a catcher. He played with most of these guys that are currently on the team. So I think that chemistry is going to work great. If you just look down the, the lineup, so they still have Rizzo. They have Jason Kipnis, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Ian Happ. Al Mora, Jason Hayward, all these guys, and people kind of forget, right? There's a DH in the in the NL now. Kyle Schwarber can play and hit every day. That was always kind of their problem, trying to figure out where they could put Schwarber in the lineup because he's not the best fielder, but they couldn't DH him in the NL. They can now, and I think they're going to benefit greatly from that. I think the Cubs take the NL Central, and we do agree the Dodgers are just too they're too I mean it's it's it, it's hard to justify anybody else even coming close I mean if you just look man for man the Padres they they're they have some young talent they have Machado and Hosmer of course as well but I still think they might be a year away from putting it all together and I just think the Dodgers are, are too dominant and those are my three NL winners David Saltzman, you got anything for us in these uh in MLB divisions in the NL of course I do the New York Mets the New York Yankees <laughs> And the Cincinnati Reds. There we go. We got our three teams right there. You know, believe it or not, and with Marcus Stroman going down on the Mets, right, because that opens up another hole in the Mets starting rotation. And I'm looking at this at a fair and objective way. And as many times as I've said that I'm a Mets fan on here, right, uh, I see, and I'll just quickly glance over the NL East where I have those rankings. I got Atlanta at number one. I like Philadelphia at number two with Joe Girardi. I think the Phillies have a good team. They got a young team. They got Rilamuto uh, looking for a long-term contract. He's going to play pretty well. I think Phillies two, Washington Nationals. They got to be three. They're coming off the World Series title. They got a good young core. The only reason why I don't have them at two is because that the Nationals just lost Juan Soto uh, to COVID-19, so he's going to be down for a couple of weeks uh, until he recovers from that. Uh, then I got the Mets at four. I mean, the pitching rotation for the Mets, they got DeGrom, which is great. But right now, uh, they got DeGrom, then it's Mats, then it's Rick Porcello. Uh, so, I, again, and Michael Walker's in that rotation. They're still looking for a fifth guy. We don't know who's in that rotation yet. Uh, they could surprise. They have the talent. They got the young talent with Alonzo and Jeff McNeil and Conforto and, and Cespedes. They have the bats. Uh, but you know, with pitching you know depleted and they don't have anything in the reserves, I dropped them down to four. And of course, with Miami, uh, they they got to be five. They're still rebuilding. But as I glance, uh, let's take a look over at the uh, AL. Right uh, at the AL, I won't go as long as I did. I'll let Joey get his picks in there for the uh, American League. Uh, but AL West, I got the Astros, Houston. Uh, then probably Oakland will be number two there as they make it into the postseason. AL Central. Uh, Minnesota Twins, they got to be the favorite out of the Central. Uh, Cleveland's, what? Well, I mean, who do you got? Uh, well, listen, well, I'll let you talk for the Central here in, in a little bit. But with the AL Central, I got Minnesota, Man. then the number two being the uh, Cleveland Indians. Uh, and then over in the East, of course, we got to go with the Yankees, number one. And I think Tampa Bay, they're talented. They got to be a number two uh, coming out of the AL East. 
Ah, I, I, we, we do differ on a couple of these. I think the Strohs are uh, uh, still the most talented team, although I am excited to see what the Angels do with Joe Madden in his first year, and they still have Mike Trout, of course, who is the best baseball player I've seen in my lifetime. But I, I do like the Astros. They're, I mean, despite you know everything that's happened with the, with, the, with the whole scandal and the World Series, they still have one of the most talented rosters in all of baseball and can very well win the AL outright and win the pennant and go to the World Series once again. The Central, I still like the Indians over the Twins, personally. Uh, the, I don't think the Twins did enough to upgrade their pitching staff, which was their, uh, their pet peeve last year. You saw when they played the Yankees. And, I mean, if you look at the Indians' lineup, I mean, Frankie's not gone yet. They still have him for this year. He'll probably be gone in the offseason. Still have Jose Ramirez, uh, uh, Framil Reyes, uh, Domingo Santana. And, they, of course, they still have a solid rotation with Clevenger, Shane Bieber, Carrasco. So I think the Twins just will not have the pitching once again, kind of like last year, too. I think this is the Indians' kind of last run here to try to make a, a push for some kind of World Series. So I think they're going to come out of the Central. This is my only kind of bold pick. I've been playing very safe, I feel like. I'm going to go with the Rays to win the AL East. I think the Rays, I mean, obviously the Yankees have that fantastic lineup. And, of course, they brought in Garrett Cole to try to bolster the pitching staff. But I think pitching is going to be very important when you look in this 60-game season. And I think the depth that the Rays have, I mean, first of all, they always produce pitchers. It's just who they've been ever since Madden came there over a decade ago. And they have you know, they always sneakily win 90 games in a full season. they got Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, Yanni Chirinos, Trevor Richards. I mean, that's a, one through five. You can t- I'd take any of them on the Orioles right now compared to what we have. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. they still have great players like Brandon Lowe, Yandy Diaz, Willie Adamas, Austin Meadows, Kevin Kiermeyer. I think they're going to give the Yankees a run for it. And I think they're going to just edge them out. Of course, the Yankees are still going to be a playoff team. They're going to come in second. But I think I like Tampa Bay a lot this year. I don't know. Saltzman, you're from New York. Tampa Bay or New York? I'm not as knowledgeable as either one of you, which I do. Which, actually, I wanted to say to the audience, very lucky to have Joe and Connor on this show because you could just sense and you're very much aware how much these two know about sports. So very lucky to here in Southeast Ohio to have them on. Well, we really appreciate, appreciate you, Dave. Yep, always appreciate uh, you having you on on Thursdays. We're short on time here. We got about 10 seconds, but really appreciate it. Uh, we got Reds coming your way tomorrow at 5:40. I'm Connor Mills, and with Joe Endor signing off. This is 970 WAC. Year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.